This is Charles with the Barbershop Group. I hope that everybody's having a great Friday morning. Hopefully everybody was able to make it to work uh, the last day of the week without any trouble, any traffic, any accidents. We don't like to have those things happen. And, um, you know, on our end, things are going fairly, fairly well. So guys, you know, in the Barbershop Group, we do a lot of talking about mental health. We do a lot about just making men better, right? Dealing with some of the things that maybe we aren't that good at, maybe some things we suck at, and trying to improve those things. And uh, it doesn't just include uh, mental wellness, but we try to tie everything back to the mind because we know that ultimately that's where everything starts and ends well, is with the mind. So today we have a wonderful guest on the show that I, uh, I've i known for a number of years. Uh, we've got Reggie Adams on the show, and uh, Reggie and I go back to, uh, wow, I would probably say <laughs> maybe 2000, 2008, nine, some somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been a while, right? The the years just kind of speed on by. But <laughs> too uh, too fast. Yes, that's right. So Reggie he uh, brings to this interview some interesting interesting concepts, and uh, we're going to delve into them. But first, I would like to really introduce you guys to Reggie, so you can understand uh, his background. Uh, Reggie Reggie is a graduate uh, of Wilberforce in um, in Zania, Ohio. Is that right, Reggie? Is it? It's in, yep, Z- that, Zania, Ohio. Right. Zania, Ohio, right? Wilberforce. And that's one of the first uh, HBCUs uh, in America. So that's a very, very historic school. And uh, I've been I've been past there. And of all the things that I knew about Reggie, I did not know I graduated <laughs> from Wilberforce. Shame on me. Uh, yeah, right. But Reggie also uh, also graduated from the University of Phoenix um, and uh, got his doctorate in education leadership there, uh, which is really, really cool. Cool because as some of you guys know, we have a member uh, of the board on the barbershop group who also received his PhD in education research and leadership. And later on, uh, in a later uh, podcast, you're going to have an opportunity to hear him speak as well. Um, but Reggie has he's been a training administrator, director of knowledge management. Gosh, I mean, you, you, you know, guys, I could go on and on about all the stuff that he's done, but it's to say that he's huge. He's huge when it comes to uh, resources, okay, accessing resources, planning and logistics, and uh, just uh, making your businesses more efficient, making your lives more efficient. So, Reggie, how are you today, man? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I really appreciate the. Uh... The, the, the intro there, I feel like now I have to, to step my game up and really provide value to everyone, <laughs> all the all the listeners. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself. You know, if any of you guys out there want to get uh, get acquainted with uh, Reggie, you can find him on LinkedIn. Just look up Reginald Lewis Adams Jr. on LinkedIn and uh, yes, you can see some of the things that uh, that he's done, um, you know, in the past. And we're also going to learn a little bit about uh, what he has what he's currently working on. Um, you know, as you heard me say, a lot of us, we really don't uh, have best practices when it comes to efficiencies in our lives, okay? Uh, if we are working in corporate America, we are probably, you know, burning both ends of the candle. 
Um, you know, if it's about our personal lives with all of the social media and everything that we're interested in, we're still probably burning both ends of the candle. And before you know it, things that are supposed to be fun hobbies or things that should be adding value to our lives are actually stressing us out. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Reggie, right. Reggie knows all about this stuff. So that's one of the reasons why we brought Reggie in uh, today. Uh, and the other thing that I would like for you guys to know about Reggie is uh, he's currently working on um, on something called the Elite Mind. And, you know, I've, I've kind of watched this develop over the years. And uh, one of the first questions that I have for, for Reggie is I, I really, although I've known you for a number of years, I really right. know, like, how did this come to fruition? Like, what made you go in this direction? Oh, uh, great, great, great question. Um, so, so the Elite Mind is a is a natural outgrowth of, you know, my interest really to to help people and myself develop and and, and grow. Um, oddly enough, as I started to become more involved in self development, I actually started as a uh, as a, a personal trainer and at thought at one time that I wanted to go into the uh, medical route in physical therapy until I ran into organic chemistry and I switched over to uh, education. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 the passion to, to grow, uh, yes. to help others do the same, what was still there. And I, I found an excellent venue in, uh, in, in education, productivity, and, and uh, knowledge management. So essentially, the Elite Mind was kind of an outgrowth of of my interest in those areas mm -hmm. um and uh really that's where i share what i learn my insights i, I like to use the Elighten mind now the Elighten productivity as a platform to to help equip people with tools that will amplify their ability to create value um, and so and, and so when you start to delve deeper into the concept of knowledge management, which many people haven't heard of. And, and, and I haven't, I didn't even hear of it when I initially was involved. It was kind of a interesting, uh, interesting segue into the, uh, the entire discipline, but uh, essentially knowledge management looks at how we manage information in our lives. Yes. Uh, when you really think about, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, Charles, about the, uh, work that we're doing professionally, the work that we're doing personally, and how we can sometimes feel stress and, and, and just the, the impacts of just trying to get work accomplished leaves on us. Knowledge management delves into, well, how can we be more efficient yeah. in accomplishing our, our goals? And how can we be more efficient in managing the knowledge and information that we need mm -hmm. to produce desired outcomes. Right. Uh, and so, you know, what, what I do now really delves into a lot of those concepts, teaching people how to make use of those concepts. It's a mm -hmm. little bit part librarian, digital librarian, and a little bit part productivity evangelist. Yes, productivity evangelist. I like that one. That's a good hook. Tell <laughs> you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, when you, at the end of the day, when when we're trying to be more productive and we're trying to use our our knowledge more efficiently, so that we can produce um, in a more seamless, less stressful way, we mm -hmm. really get into 
looking and evaluating our habits and cultivating yes. new habits, not only of mind, but of, of action. Yes. And so um, that does take people some convincing as we are focused on self-growth. You know, we have to convince ourselves to, to the benefits of, yes. of new practices. And so um, that's a part of the whole discipline as well. I see. I see. You know, it's funny you, you, you mentioned that uh, about productivity and things. Yesterday, yesterday um, I, uh, I made a comment on Facebook about the Internet uh, having a way of convincing us that everything is our business, uh, that everything is meant to be for us and we take it personally. And before you know it, we are completely lost in uh, the, the Internet of Things. Uh, right. we, are, we are sucked into everybody else's mind. We lose right. our ability to be productive. Uh, and we're sitting in front of, a lot of times, we're sitting in front of a world encyclopedia that should be able to help us improve our productivity, but it takes away right. a lot of times from our productivity. Um, and so, you know, with, with what you're doing, I think it's, it's extremely important because a lot of times, um, you know, we, we have a goal set in our minds. We know where we want to go. And then all of these different hurdles and roadblocks and distractions get in the way. And sometimes even we get in our own way. <laughs> right. Absolutely. We're burned out. We, don't, we can't remember what our intent was. And we're frustrated about it. And uh, we lose sight of everything. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, man. It, it's it's crazy how that works. Absolutely. And, and, and you, you touched on a, a significant concept in, in knowledge management and being productive, and, and that's focus. Mm -hmm. um, not, not everything that we see out there, not every piece of information is really what we need to create the value that we're looking to generate within, within our lives and being able to discern between things that we, we don't need or clutter and things that will allow us to, to move our objective forward. I mean, that's a foundational practice uh, within, within knowledge management. So what, what um, I often recommend with, with my clients, and right now, you know, I work with the state of Arizona as knowledge manager, um, yes. bringing these principles to, to, to government to, to help cultivate more efficient communities. Um, but uh, but the, the foundational practice is to start to define what information is critical to what we are trying to uh, accomplish. And, you know, and, and that could be professionally and personally. Um, you I know, see. if you look at uh, personal, personal goals that, that people may have set, you know, what are the, number one, what's the specific goal you're trying to accomplish? And then what are the specific tasks that are a part of moving towards that uh, ideal state or that deliverable that needs to be produced. Yes. Um, a, a book that I often recommend uh, people to, to, to check out, especially if they're delving more into productivity, is called uh, Getting Things Done. Mm -hmm. uh, by David Allen. And uh, in that book, there's a methodology detailed in detail that really talks about how to write efficient, uh, efficient goals and how to write efficient task lists, a uh, task list. Okay. What people don't often recognize about tasks is that in itself is also key information that, that needs to be uh, managed. And the more we're clear on the type of work we have to 
accomplish, the easier and less stress we feel yes. in getting getting that task uh, complete. And one of the things that I see many people run into when they're feeling burnt out is they have you know, action items that they need to take. But when you look at the, the, the actions as they have them detailed, it's, it's either very ambiguous as to what specific action needs to happen, mm-hmm. or it's just so broad that, you know, it's really several different actions yes. kind of wrapped up in, in this, this one action. Yeah, it just yeah. leads to, yeah, it just leads yeah. to, to, to stress, right. but, but, you know, being able to efficiently identify what we need to accomplish and, and, and detail that uh, is, is a part of managing knowledge because that is, that is knowledge that, that needs to, to, uh, to be uh, maintained so that we can, we can move forward. And the other two items that uh, find foundational that I, I recommend people really think about when starting to manage their knowledge to work towards their goals more efficiently are the people that they need to engage mm-hmm. to get certain actions accomplished. Um, yeah. There are many different, um, there are relationships, there's knowledge in relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, we, when we really think and value who we know and the knowledge they bring to the table, Nine times out of 10, when we bring the right people to the table, it, it actually makes our lives a lot easier and we're able to accomplish more goals efficiently. Yeah. Um, this is you know, not only personally, but, but professionally. Right. And so that's also something in my work that I help people detail out. Uh, and then the final piece is you know, just the, the reference information that we need to know about our goals to you know, accomplish, accomplish things in a, in a very quick and, and easy uh, manner. So you know, whether it's doing a, uh, you know, working on a repair in our home or um, completing a project at work, there's, there's a lot of information from research articles to just even the names of, of, uh, of dealerships or, or automotive <laughs> automotive uh, um, shops to get work done that that we manage so we can accomplish a certain a certain task and having a system where we can get to the right information at the right time and connect with the right people decreases that stress yes. and it makes it more uh, makes it easier for us to get what we need done done I see. So, you know, it's, it's funny that you talked about knowledge and relationships. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're talking about pop psychology today, or if you're talking about uh, some of the evangelicals that are out there, or right. if you're talking about some of the life coaches that are out there, there seems to be a theme about uh, value relationships, okay? Right. Um, about um, being aligned with the, with the right people who can help you achieve the goals that you set. And um, I, yeah. even though I, I have worked in corporate America for a number of years, I, I have to, you know, be honest and say, I don't think I've nurtured those relationships uh, the way that I should have, right. you know, and a right. lot of us, a lot of us don't. And in this particular case, um, speaking about men to men, um, yeah. I, I know that there, there are two complexities regarding knowledge and relationships. Right. Right. One, when it comes to the knowledge is, you know, we've got a lot of egoistic stuff going on. So we don't know what knowledge is really valuable or who has the knowledge. We don't even want to accept it. Right. And uh, the relationship end of it, where a lot of us, I I spoke in a previous podcast about a lot of us uh, operating on islands. So we don't even create those relationships. So. We don't create the relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't create the relationships, and we don't create the relationships with people who are knowledgeable, or we think that we possess all of the knowledge, and thus that's why we're back on that island. 
And so we never reach our goals. Gosh, right, right. <laughs> wow, you, you really hit on a hit on a, an important uh, concept with within within knowledge management. And it's, it's something that isn't as intuitive as, as we as we think. And and you're right. You know, um, as men, we we can live on islands. And, and I think everyone, you know, growing up within within the States, there's this kind of uh, lone wolf or, or superhero mentality Absolutely. where, you know, we, we can do it all. And, and, and really, that's, that's totally not, not, not right. the case. And, <laughs> right, that's right? right. So, so when you really look at, at knowledge, there's, there's two types. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, not to be too technical. Mm-hmm. However, in, in the field of knowledge management, we look at knowledge as being both explicit okay. and tacit. And so explicit knowledge is, is knowledge that, that's captured in books, you know, mm-hmm. documented in, in research articles. And, and, and so most people are familiar with that type of explicit knowledge. But mm-hmm. studies have shown that only 20% of what any organization or what any community knows is, is tacit. Only 20%. The, the other 80 is, is in the mind of, of, of people. It's in the wisdom of of the uh, of the tribe, it's 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 in it, it never makes its way to the light of day, and you can only access this eighty percent, which leads to innovation and and all these other benefits through relationships. Wow! And, so and me, just just to clarify, really quick, so twenty percent of that knowledge is explicit. Only twenty percent of that knowledge is explicit, and the other eighty percent is tacit. It's tacit, wow. which means it's it's in the mind of of people. Mm. It's 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 we only know what we know when we are asked uh, or challenged to to uh, articulate something or to, to produce a, a certain outcome. And then wow. what, what people find, I'm sure what we all find, is we start to draw from these sources of information and knowledge that we, we weren't even aware that we had, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we just know yeah. that we're able to get things done. Okay. And so okay. the only way to access just that wealth of insight is to cultivate Relationships, relationships with people yes, that you can take on a journey with you, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's just, and, and it's funny. I, I finished reading a book uh, a couple months ago about uh, about men and relationships, and it covered all types of different relationships that we have the potentiality to be in. Um, right. That's father son relationships, brother to brother relationships. Uh, uh, boss to employee relationships, uh, spousal and uh, partner relationships, just right. any number of relationships that you can come up with. And one particular relationship that the author focused on was just general male bonding. And he talked yeah. about the dangers of, uh, of uh, inefficiency. He talked about the danger of of uh, long-term failure, not, and when I say failure, I'm not talking about failure and then I overcame that and I succeeded. He's talking about failure that's just become pathological for you, okay? Uh, right. And he highlighted that the people who had the most difficulty were the people who refused to cultivate relationships. Wow. And one of the things that you said that stuck out or, or that jarred my mind was we have to be challenged. And yes. I think that all too often, the thing that we like to do is we like to align ourselves uh, with people who think only as we do. So on the one hand, it's extremely important for us to align ourselves with people who add value and knowledge to us, right? 
but we have to do it while understanding that the people who add value and knowledge to us don't necessarily think the way we do. In fact, they shouldn't Absolutely. think the way we do. Right? Absolutely. If they, Absolutely. If they think the way we do, we're going to stay where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that, that's, a, that's a foundational principle uh, of, of innovation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and there's, there's many case studies that, that, that are out there that look at how certain nations uh, were able to innovate products that helped to generate prosperity. Um, there's, a, there's a great book that I'm digesting now uh, called um, Why Nations Fail. Okay. And, and one of the things in that book that it points out is when you have nations that provide access to, to people, to uh, learning opportunities, then those people are, are able to provide value and differences of opinion and perspective in a larger narrative I around see. producing value, around creating uh, industries. And, and the more you can involve people and the, the more variety of experiences and perspectives you have, mm -hmm. well, you know, the greater the innovation and the, the more that that uh, society can prosper absolutely um, so it's not also, so it's not my way it's not my way or the highway that's not going to get us there ex right <laughs> exactly yeah exactly it's not it's not my way or the highway and and the opposite of, of that is is also um, uh, true that when you decrease the perspectives that are brought to the table and you decrease people's uh, ac uh, access Mm -hmm. to to those engagements yes you're you're not you're not able to to keep up with those societies and communities that that are cultivating those relationships that are yes. uh, more open to differences differences of opinion right. uh, and the other part of that I, I think which which uh is important is you know knowledge and, and and growth is is attitudinal as well i think it takes a degree of humility to yes. be able to entertain differences of, of 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 opinion and and also to be able to to change your position based upon you know more recent facts or absolutely. or in light of just just a, a change of, of opinion so absolutely that, absolutely that's a certain emotional intelligence that comes with that uh -oh. Which you know we we like to think that's soft and, and and fluffy and it's not hard, but you know emotional intelligence. There's there's a thought out there that it drives a lot of what we identify as as, as success and people who we identify as having quote unquote made it. You know mm -hmm. there's there's a degree of emotional intelligence that that really helps to drive that ability to produce value and to uh, engage and connect with others. Yes. So it's funny. It's funny that you know you're talking about emotional intelligence and why nations fail. And you happen to mention something out about, you know, maybe some people thinking it was soft, right? Uh, and I was just getting ready to tie in uh, this issue, you know, currently it's 2018 and there's a lot of talk about toxic masculinity, about various right. types of masculinity. And uh, I don't always buy into every aspect of toxic masculinity. However, when you talk about humility, when you talk about being open to other people's ideas, different ways of doing things, uh, I definitely know that this is an issue. And these right. are these are bullet points of toxic max masculinity where, you know, some guys may not be open to other uh, ways of getting things done. Uh, they have a very uh, top down approach to everything. And, uh, you know, the world revolves around them and their perspectives. And um, I think that a lot of times uh, that's where we run into uh, 
we run into some uh, trouble in that book, Why Nations Fail. I haven't read it, but I had heard of it before. And um, I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for, um, for, um, mm -hmm. country, for, you know, and, and, and governments, if you look at them uh, historically, where they have employed a very, very, um, you know, uh, hyper, hyper masculine, if you, a hyper masculine right. type of political perspective. So that extremely, extremely, you know, uh, conservative uh, perspective. Well, it's like, well, I don't know how long that's going to work or the things that you have to do to succeed, you find yourself working a lot harder than you really should have to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, Reggie, I don't want to keep you too long this morning. I know it's early in your neck of the woods, but, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to, wanted to, to, to ask you, um, and it's just, you know, for my own knowledge, there are a lot of guys today who are talking about becoming entrepreneurs, uh, right. and it takes a lot of work. Uh, you've got you've got uh, Elite Mine, and you're still employed with the state of Arizona and everything. So you're juggling a lot. Um, just what what are if you could point out maybe three or four tips for guys who are getting started or they're juggling a lot of things because they're trying to be their own boss, uh, you know, or, or wanting to do a startup, and but they're also working, um, you know, in corporate America. Just what are three or four things that you'd like to throw out there for them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the first thing I would say is to, uh, in starting, a, going down the path of an entrepreneur, acquire, acquire tools. Um, I mentioned the importance of, of knowledge, both uh, explicit and tacit, but acquire tools to help you manage all of the different inputs that you have to keep track of, you know, and this was a hard lesson for me because I, I, I like to, to think that I can keep it all in my mind and, and manage all that like some sort of brainiac. But, but you know, <laughs> acquire the tools to, to help that process. Um, yes. You know, the mind is, is something that is great at thinking of ideas. It's not so great at keeping track of, of, of those ideas. And there's a lot of neuroscience research to prove it. So when I say acquire tools, acquire something to first manage your activity. Um, there are great task managers out there. I personally use a, a free task manager called Asana. Um, uh, you have uh, some uh, called Wonderlist, but that is a, is a great tool for you to capture all the different things and projects that you have on your plate, especially when, when launching a business. And uh, it really allows you to keep track of the people that you need to, to engage with yes. uh, and some of the developments there. So, so, so acquire the tools. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing I would say is to memorialize your process. Mm. Document the steps that you want and that you need to accomplish time after time to create certain results. Right. Um, and it's, it's amazing, regardless of, I've worked in three different industries, um, you know, and, and this has always been an area that people came to the table late to appreciate, but once they did, made a world of difference. So, you know, something as simple as a checklist Mm -hmm. um, for, for your business, identify the top outcomes you need to produce with your business and identify the specific processes that produce those outcomes yes. and then memorialize the steps in terms of a, a simple checklist. Right. Yeah, okay. And then the third thing I would say is to 
use a content management system like Evernote or OneNote and document all of your your processes and, and checklists in, in that system. Um, there is a there is a science behind it, but you know when you use something like uh, Evernote, it essentially gives you access to all of your records, regardless of where you are. Wow. Right, so okay. it syncs across all devices. You can use it on your desktop. There's an app for your phone. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse to to not document immediately um, the information you need to help you you be successful. Right, uh, and then a, a bonus thing I, I would mention is as you are identifying the tasks that you need to take and the information that you need to reference later. Um, you know, essentially you, you want to, um, you know, uh, make sure that you execute your, your, your process and documenting that information uh, immediately. Yeah. And that whatever, whatever tool you use really needs to be simple enough for you uh, to, to immediately access and, and make use of it. Uh, if it's too complex, if you have to go through a bunch of steps, likely you, you probably won't use it right. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever you select make sure it's easy for you to uh for you to to execute um and i, I have more more resources as uh, as charles mentioned you know reggie reginald lewis adams you can you can uh check me out on on linkedin i post a, a lot of articles there that really delve into some of the fundamentals and and, and nuts and bolts of of implementing your your personal productivity system, yeah. um, and uh, you'll be able to get some some more insights there. Awesome, awesome. Well, Rizzy, we thank you for your time this morning and for your information. And I hope that the uh, the listeners will uh, be able to to benefit from it, guys. This may be one that you have to listen to several times to go back and get the notes from it. But uh, anytime someone is dropping resources like that, definitely, definitely look into them. Uh, those are just things that are, are, are extremely helpful for us. I know that they'll be helpful for a lot of people out there. Again, Reggie, thank you for your time. Guys, if you enjoy today's podcast, you. Um, you can make a contribution to the Barbershop Group at www.patreon.com backslash the barbershop. We greatly appreciate um, your um your contribution it helps us uh, continue the podcast and just have special guests like uh like reggie on uh so having said that uh we thank you guys for listening today and we hope that you will have a great weekend and we will talk to you soon Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, 
please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org, visit our Facebook page, or call 313-585-9948 for more information. 